welcome to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map. Each week it's games, news, and more from the classics to the current gen as we explore gaming's infinite ever-changing landscape. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. particular news story from a while back where the Embracer Corporation or group or whatever they're called, you know, Embracer, they were buying a bunch of companies and IPs and stuff. I think they bought like Tomb Raider and like Lord of the Rings, like the rights to do games. But they also bought Gearbox. And this wasn't that long ago, but I'm hearing like in the news cycle that they might be trying to sell Gearbox. Now I'm not super in tuned with this news story, but like it's out there that like Gearbox might be for sale at some point. Mm-hmm. And you got to think about like who might buy Gearbox. Like, Us? oh, uh, well, I we was going to get to <laughs> I'm like, you know, I don't want Microsoft to buy Gearbox because what if they make Borderlands and Xbox exclusive? But mm. I got like a crisp $5 bill right here. And I know. Who... So, yeah. What, what if what if we imagine a world where Mark what is on the map? Trade? <laughs> Would he take trade? I wonder what he you, would, he, what would he take what's trade. What's the rarest game in your collection? The rarest game in my collection? Probably Incantation for the Super Nintendo. Oh my god. It probably, it's probably is, that. Isn't it? It ha- honestly, now that I think about it, yeah, probably. Or the like, recently restored Incantation. Yeah, incantation or. I think so. I think that might be the rarest game I have. I can't think of mine. But it's got to be something for the Game Boy Advance. Maybe I trade him in that, that very cool Game Boy Target. That I have the Target Game Boy the, yeah, that we we did bring that up a couple weeks ago too, <laughs> or the Prince of Persia poster. Oh, the Prince! Oh, <laughs> talk about that that I found a poster. See, and, I love bringing in things that we just now talked about when I had something else. To Gearbox. <laughs> oh yeah, but yeah, Gearbox might go. I wonder who would buy Gear. Honestly, what's crazy is that even though you say that, I do think that if it were to go up for sale, I think Microsoft would be the first people to jump on that. I wouldn't I feel like doubt Microsoft's it. in an acquisition kind of mood lately. Um, they just want to buy everything that they can. Yeah, it seems like it. Um, now, whether or not it works out in their favor, it, we're not gonna we're not gonna rag on on Starfield again today. But like that <laughs> probably didn't score as high like overall as they had hoped. But you know, it's a Bethesda game. Those tend to get better with time. So like we we had our piece on Starfield last mm-hmm. week. So we're not gonna. <laughs> but like. Okay, say say um, we had control of you know the future of the Borderlands franchise through 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 Gearbox. What what mm. would we do differently? Um, uh, I'd I'd redo Borderlands two with the Borderlands three gameplay and level scaling for one thing. I think that's a simple thing. <laughs> I would take Borderlands and make it into like uh uh what like what was uh, what's the game type I'm looking for. A live would, service, right? No, it wouldn't be a live service. I would make it an asymmetrical game, all right? That that would be my new concept for Borderlands. Like a one versus three? Like yeah. there's four of <laughs> Oh, boy. 
you know what? I don't think I'd like that. <laughs> See, that's the thing about like, what would be, it would be a strategy type game, all right? You, you feel uh, me on this one? An RTS. Or an in RTS. the vein of StarCraft. Pretty much. I'm going to revamp the Borderlands franchise. Did you know Sleeping Dogs? Because we were talking about Sleeping Dogs last uh, week. You know it had like a PC sequel? That was like a t- what type of game was it? It wasn't like anything crazy. It was like was it wasn't RTS? I, I have swear. no clue. I didn't know. It. Is no, it yeah. a spiritual sequel or a legitimate sequel? That was like I think it was like an RTS. It sounds familiar now that you're saying it's a spiritual. It was sequel. a top. I, it was like, a top down game. Yeah. I forgot what it well, was most called. strategy games are. I'm I'm gonna have to look into it, but it, I know yeah. it did have because now me thinking now if we bought a company what. What type of game would it be? Like, would you take a certain game and make it a different type of game? Like, well, how? what's I, the extreme of that? I was having a conversation with somebody the other day about um, how games are, like, unrecognizable, even though they're in the same franchise, because mm. they're so inundated with, like, modern gaming elements, live service elements, battle passes, and everything to where even Need for Speed or Call of Duty look and feel and play completely differently than they did, you know, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, like... My type of game, um, I'm not going to spoil the surprise of our Halloween game, but I am playing a game that we're going to do for um, Tales from the Map this year that is so mid-2000s in in the best way to where there's like no crafting, um, no skill tree. It's just like a, it, it almost feels like a, like Shadow Warrior 3 kind of hit that, mm-hmm. but there were some upgrades still. Like, I don't mind a few upgrades, but like if we were to make a game with like Gearbox... I do a just a more um, platformy, maybe like quick, like Shadow Warrior three plus Borderlands, and I'm not mm. talking Shadow Warrior two because Shadow Warrior two was kind of like Borderlands. But could you imagine something with the speed and viciousness of Shadow Warrior three with the addictive qualities that Borderlands two and three have? Yeah, you know, it'll probably work. I wonder, or if just we'll... to make a platformer. <laughs> I wonder because you you definitely stole my idea of Borderlands two with the with the Borderlands three engine and like physics. Great minds, great minds. Um, what would my what would I do with Borderlands? I think they pretty much did what I would have done is just make one big collection set. You know what I would have oh, done? Yeah, I would have I would have definitely not make a sequel, but I would have just more more DLC. I don't know more Vault Hunter. I think they're pretty solid with their four picks. Maybe just like keep adding some DLC that changes up, you know, more more missions or I don't know something to to keep it always re- progressing or some type of randomizer or something. I don't know. Uh, not yeah. mayhem mode, but more of just like mayhem randomizer where instead of like instead of being in one area, it'll give you it'll throw in like a different enemy type from a different area that's not yeah. usually there. Like, something to just keep it refresh. It's kind of like what some games do on New Game Plus. Like, the enemy layouts might be mm-hmm. different. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of the game I played recently that has that as a feature for doing New Game Plus, but I, it's not coming to mind. Um, Armored Core did that a bit, but there's one where it's like the whole entire... Le- oh, Final Fantasy 16. that's it. The the a New Game Plus for that, the Final mm-hmm. Fantasy mode, like the enemy layouts and like actual enemies that show up will, will be completely different. Um, so since we're talking about Borderlands, um, it's almost comical how long some of this stuff has been on the news list. Like, I'm looking at previous episode topic lists, and some of this stuff's been there for weeks. So, like, just while we're on Borderlands, like you said a couple seconds ago, they do have that Borderlands Pandora's Box collection, which mm. is a great entry point for anyone who's never played Borderlands. It gives you all of them in one package, plus Tales and New Tales. 
But the cool thing is I believe that you get everything for like a super low price if you own mm-hmm. just one of them. So it's probably in <laughs> if you're interested in this, it's probably in your best interest to go pick up like a $10 copy of Borderlands 3 somewhere and then just upgrade to the collection instead of just outright <laughs> buying the collection at that incredibly steep $150. Um I think both of us can safely recommend Borderlands as like one of the I don't know one of the greatest games of all time I think I, like series in general I would say for like beginners honestly to start with 3 which it sounds funny but to start with 3 yeah. because it's the most three, refined it's the most refined one it you don't really like it, they don't you don't really have to know a lot about like the other ones it kind of does that thing where if you play it and you enjoy it you might be interested like well I wonder what happened before all this kind of like red Dead redemption one and then two where it's just like yeah. huh this one is a technically you know a pre uh like the first one is technically a sequel to the second one so it's obviously the first one because the uh, second one's a is a, a prequel so just kind of like if you play the second one so imagine i imagine there are people who didn't play the first Red Dead Redemption, and then they play the second one, and they're like, okay, now I want to see what happens after, and then they go play the first one. So I can imagine it like that type of situation where you play three, and they're like, okay, I want to see what happens before then, and then obviously you go play like one and two. Two, I, I still think like hardcore Borderlands fans, like fans love two, but it's just like the end game stuff where it's just like the whole like slag and just like how difficult some of the enemies can get and just the like, yeah two has mo- some it's just... weird scaling compared to mm-hmm. the other ones like one has its own unique little scaling thing but one's not as expansive mm-hmm. and then three's scaling is based off the pre-sequel scaling which was the you know pre-sequel to two um but they're all like really good and you know playing three first you might be able to go back to the other ones and like forgive some of the shortcomings gameplay and mechanic wise mm-hmm. because you see where the like there's arguments for playing them in order as well but i also think starting with three is like even if you hate the other ones three is still going to give you probably the most expansive you know environment wise if if maybe not as long lasting as two it is not not as many classes as two but like everything in three is more expanded like your classes will have three skill trees so it's kind of like having you know three mini classes per character it's a really great game um and I think the the highest rec- the highest praise I can give it is that you know aside from Fall Guys, Borderlands Three is my most played game of all time. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's that's a good one. Hey Daniel, what 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 show are we doing? We're doing Markers on the Map. <laughs> it's a weekly podcast gaming adventure where we started with games this week, Robert. We really did. Um, <laughs> but we've got some surprising things that happened this week on the same day a nintendo direct in a state of play so before we get started my name is daniel and i'm here with my good friend and co-host robert to whom the question is eternally how you doing uh tired just same old same old just really tired other than that uh fine what about you i'm also tired but i'm i'm doing okay uh i had one non-gaming related thing i needed to bring up this week Mm -hmm. (laughs) mystery flavor soda is back in town two of them actually the first one is coca-cola y3000 it's futuristic flavored and i guess it was developed using ai so Um, (laughs) yuck what flavor do do you think the y3000 is robert what flavor do you think it is uh motor oil and uh (laughs) And probably like 
antifreeze or something? Why would why would you trust AI I, to make anything? I, well, I didn't know that until after I drank it. That's what I would um, assume AI would try to make. So all these have been weird so far. I remember the last one was XP flavored, and they never actually tell you what flavor it is. XP um, flavor. Yeah, the XP flavor that was kind nah. of like that, like candy banana flavor. They're well, this one our tastes ideas. like <laughs> this one tastes like peaches. I'm not really big into it. It just tastes like Coca Cola, but also peaches, like mm-hmm. peach Coca Cola. I think there's very few flavored variants of Coca Cola that are actually pretty good. I remember, so you got Coke. And then you got vanilla Coke, which I think oh, is pretty good. Starlight was pretty good, the toasted marshmallow. You know one. what's a Coke? Oh, my goodness. You know what's a Coke that I feel like most people don't remember? And I remember this Coke to this day because it was honestly really good. I was a kid drinking this, and this was still I bet good. I'll remember it. Coke Lime. Oh, yeah, I remember Coke Lime. Coke they Lime. still have it in some freestyle machines, don't they? I don't, I don't know if they still do, but the ones that I remember, I think it was... It was... Uh, Cocon Limon, that's what it was called. And I remember mm. it being heavily marketed towards, like, the Spanish and, his, like, Hispanic, like, regions. Especially, like, for me, obviously. Like, I was watching, I was just like, Coke with lime. And I was just like, I'll try it. And I remember it being very delicious. And I really liked it. And I just, it disappeared. I never saw it again. Yeah, I hate when they take things away like that. Like, Pepsi Blue. Although, there's a flavor of Mountain Dew at <sighs> Applebee's. It's like, Dark Berry Crystal Bash Pepsi. that is, like, <sighs> legitimately Pepsi Blue. And Crystal Dude, Pepsi, sure. I I can't get over the fact that Hot Cheetos got rid of Hot Cheetos Habanero. It oh, was this, so good. This gets brought up very often. Yeah, it's because so, to this day, those like, the a few things where I'm genuinely... Like, pistachio ice cream without the peanuts in it. Because I don't like cold, like... Without the pistachios. Starchy, yeah, peanuts in my ice cream. Like... The pistachio, like, I, bro, I used to buy gallon jugs of ice cream of pistachio with no pistachios, and it was delicious. Pistachio is like my favorite flavor, but it's gone now. Very few places still sell pistachio without the pistachios in it. Um, and just like stuff like that, it's just like gone. And just it, it just really just like why it was so delicious. I know I hate when they take away th- like the original 3D Doritos were very good, and they brought back 3D Doritos, but they but weren't not the same, same flavor. Mm-mm. It's like the old Pringles recipe was good too, and the old Butterfinger recipe. Oh, uh, we should. <laughs> Although both, we should. <laughs> both of those things are still pretty okay. Though. You know what? At this point, we're gonna discontinue the main mission with cheese. Uh, we're <laughs> oh, discontinuing no. it, and we're gonna replace now it'll it be with a the... main mission double. <laughs> now we're replacing it with the live service sandwich. Dude, how do you keep coming up with such good like <laughs> names for the, the? So we have the the DLC dog and the live service sandwich. It just they roll off the top. I guess I should just market food gaming <laughs> products. I guess I should just it's just top top of just just throwing it out there. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, okay. I digress. I have one other flavor, Mountain Dew Voodoo 2023. It's the fifth incarnation of the mystery Halloween flavor from Mountain Dew. And I know the flavor. It's already got, like, a confirmed flavor. Mm-hmm. It's very good. I don't know if I want to spoil the flavor, because I think I'm going <laughs> to let you try one. Okay. <laughs> Just take take my word for it. It's absolutely good. Like, I know when I finish a soda fast, it's good. So, yeah, leave you hanging on that one. Robert, we have a Nintendo Direct and a State of Play that both happened on the same day. You, yeah, we, we shouldn't... <laughs> dwindle too much on one game we should just really kind of re- like run through it just give a few yeah. i feel like obviously when it's like one of them we can really kind of just dive deep into what we agree like dislike like and like maybe theorize about it but i feel like we should just kind of not skim through it, but obviously just kind of give our quick point of views and just keep moving yeah. on 
like the usual way we do it. Yeah. Um, the caveat is that we're not going to be talking about every game. So just off the top here, um, we're not going to be talking about the League of Legends games or Eastward or War Tales or War Groove or Battle Crush. Um, there's not really much interest here for us um, on that. Um, what we are going to talk about, thanks to Nintendo's little like handy infographic that they published. Um, so I've got all the games in front of me. I'm just going to pluck out the ones that like we probably found the most interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, let's start with the fact that there was no Metroid Prime 4 announcement at this Direct. And that's kind of a bummer. <laughs> Uh, I really, I honestly thought that this was the one. Like, we are seriously getting towards the end of the Switch's life cycle here. Um, it's evident. Um, because, like, a lot of 3DS games and, like, GameCube games are being remade. But, like, no Metroid, like, it hurts at this point. It's been more it, than six years. It. I think they're trying to keep it as long as they can. But mm-hmm. at this point, there's a difference between you know working on a game and just not telling people but when something like this has already kind of been announced and you at least just have to keep people in check just being like you know you don't have to spill out where they're at in development but at least be like you know development is working well or yes if shinya takahashi just stood there at the screen and said the development of Metroid Prime 4 is going well we'll have something to show you soon if he just said that i that would that would be yeah, enough it's it's worse not to talk about it because you're just like, is it canceled or what? Because it's not far-fetched for something to be announced and obviously canceled. It's happened before many times. So oh, it's, it's it just worries everyone who's just like, they could just realistically just be like, this is not working. We're just going to cancel it. Yeah. So hopefully we see something from that soon. Maybe it won't even be at a direct. Maybe it'll be one of those random Wednesday morning announcements. Although, like, this seems like it should be a direct ender. Um, but let's get into what we actually saw. The first thing they showed was the Splatoon 3 side order. Now, this is a single-player expansion. Oh, yeah. And I haven't, I haven't bought the expansion pass or anything yet, but I'm really interested in this because it looks like, I don't know, something about the way they presented it with, like, you're adding these, like, colors to, like, pages and, like, changing the way levels work and everything. I don't know. Um, the Splatoon 2 single-player DLC, the Octo, the Octoling one, was really good. And I think they're really competent at making single-player stuff in this generally multiplayer-focused game. Um, So, like, obviously I'll probably pick this up. Um, I'm just hoping that it's not as brutally, unforgivingly difficult as most of the single-player stuff in Splatoon 3 is. Because, like, it's a type of game that doesn't give off the vibe that it should be, like, bash your head against the wall hard. Um, Mm -hmm. You probably don't have much to say about Splatoon, like, side order. No, I've never played it. I'm not going to go in order, probably, yeah, because um, the list in, in front of me is not in order. Um, so, WarioWare Move It got a new trailer. This is, of course, the sequel to Smooth Moves, which I consider mm-hmm. to be the best WarioWare game. I rented it multiple times um, back when I got a Wii, but I never actually owned it. This just looks like a lot of fun. Like, I'm, I'm not super into games where you're like jumping up and moving around all the time aside from like samba de amigo stuff like that but i'm always down for warioware's brand of kind of shenanigans um and this just looks like more of the established um Mm -hmm. that's not necessarily a bad thing for this i I guess it's still another one that i really don't have much to say i never played wario i've never really played them like i don't know it's just like i never really got around to play the Wario. sometime i want us to try the multiplayer on um 
get it together which is mm. the first switch warioware game it's not like the other ones in that like you're actually just moving a character around the screen but each character plays differently so it kind of gives you like 20 different ways to play 200 different like micro games um we did get a brief trailer for detective pikachu returns but i don't have a lot to say about that um same with prince of persia the lost crown although mm. what they did show like this game looks better and better every time they show it it looks very fast and like it, it's something about it reminds me of metroid dread in the best way so like i'm more and more eager to play this every time we see it yeah it's funny that prince of persia is not shown or is loved as much as it's like predecessor or yeah it's predecessor like assassin's creed but I feel like more people look fondly upon Prince of Persia than they do on Assassin's Creed franchise at this point because Prince of Persia was like if it, it it's it's weird. Assassin's Creed can have five good games and Prince of Persia can have four bad games, but that one good Prince of Persia game will overshadow those four bad Prince of Persia games for some reason. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why it just it just does that and it just it just works because people still remember those that franchise very fondly. Like yeah. no matter like how many okay ones or, or i guess mediocre ones are out there there still doesn't over like under like value the the really really good ones and it's just it's just weird and i just think some people are just over the whole assassin's creed thing because they at one point did release one like every year seemed like it yeah so, it was before origins and then they kind of did like one every three years but then they had so much bloat in these recent ones to where people were just so over valhalla after you know a 150 hour story and like 120 more hours through dlc and stuff like that so, I'll, th- I'll throw this in i forgot assassin's creed syndicate even existed that was the one after unity i think yeah i forgot that existed <laughs> That was like the fifth or sixth one, I think. Um, but with with Prince of Persia, I'm hoping this reviews well because I honest like based on what we've seen from it from the trailers so far, this looks like Prince of Persia could honestly evolve into a Metroidvania style 2D mm-hmm. thing. Um, so like it, it's it'll be interesting to see the reviews for this because it does look like very high high tier. Um, another 2D side scrolling thing that was on the direct was contra operation galaga i think this is a remake this looks super sick i'm Um, not gonna lie (laughs) it i i love contra i really do uh beat the first one i beat four and i think it's very criminal that four is not on any of the contra collection set yeah it only goes up to hard people uh, think hardcore or hardcore (laughs) yeah like it goes up to hardcore which is the sega genesis one and Mm. like and three it does, and I feel like yes, four did come out during the DS era, but four it resembles obviously more of that original Contra one through three franchise style, and it's really yeah. really good. And I do own it, but I do feel bad for a lot of people who have not played four because it was a DS game, and I yeah. think it was one of the not. I don't know if it's rare, but probably I don't know. I think it's most DS games now among is rare. the hardest ones, though. Yeah, like, it is not for the the faint of heart contra four it's very but it's so good yeah so good. that's what i've always heard and you've always like spoke highly of it um maybe i'll have to play your copy but, yeah. at some point uh this one uh it being a remake uh us so is it direct remake of the original or is it like a sort of remake i think it's but... an enhanced like is i it think like it's like sonic following mania? the same so i don't think it's like sonic mania okay but it could be that's what I mean, like, it's not, because Sonic Mania, when you say it like that, the way I put it is, are they taking the best stuff from the, obviously, like, the the, the original side-scroller, like, 
shoot them up front like I, franchise. I think they're or... taking Contra and saying, "What if Contra, but twenty twenty three or four whenever okay. it drops." And you can play Good. as Probotector in the co-op mode. <sighs> Probotector. Probotector. <laughs> and serve. Um. Good thing it's not like the one we got a couple years back, that Contra, whatever it was oh, called. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The that one for one, the Switch uh, with the cooldown times Yeah, Contra? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oy. I just remember no. the discourse about that was just wild. We are getting remasters of the first three Tomb Raider games. So exciting mm. because every time we go to this game store um where we like look for classic games i always see a tomb raider game in there and i'm like man i wish they would like remaster the first three because i really want to play those this is a really cool aspires doing this you know the ones that do the star wars games mm-hmm. um th- this is cool because you can switch between remastered graphics and the original graphics so you can play it both ways and it just i'm super excited for this because i've never played the original three and it's been like at the top of like the 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 fifth gen games that I've wanted to play the most for years now. Have I? I think I've played like one, uh, Tomb Raider game. I Do you don't remember? remember. Was it one of the I PS one ones? It was definitely a PS one one. Oh, I don't okay. remember which one. It might have been two. Was it the one with the dinosaur? There's one with the dinosaur. Oh, well, I didn't get far in it. It only got oh. like to the first part. I think I, it was. I, two. I hope they're like maybe with remastered, they'll do some like QOL difficulty stuff. But like since being remasters of old games like this, there's probably interesting things like save states, maybe rewinds. Although rewinds is like in doubt, but save states for sure, probably. See, I know that you we because I don't know why I just thought of this. <laughs> so you remember how Spawn has that one PS one game that's a like a oh no the PS one game. Yeah, that's that's like PS2. a Tomb Raider. No, but there's one that's so. Oh yeah, yeah, like the like the yeah. I know what it, you're talking it, it, about. Yeah. What if now? What if every type of game there's just a spawn <laughs> version of it? Then it would remind me of something else. It would remind me of Darksiders because <laughs> Darksiders is like the first ones like Zelda and God of War. The second ones like an open world RPG. The third ones like a Dark Souls game, and the fourth ones like a Diablo. So imagine if it was like that, but just with Spawn though. The Hear me universe out. Of spawn. Spawn is like one game, but then there's a Darksiders that's like Spawn, and then another Spawn that's like Darksiders. <laughs> okay, see now this is confusing. This is confusing. Spawn- but yeah, Spawnception. Spawnception. But yeah, Tomb Raider because it reminds because it reminds me of that whole Tomb Raider thing. Yeah, um, we have a a look at Mario Kart Eight Deluxe's last wave. Honestly, mm-hmm. I, it 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 didn't it doesn't seem like it's been like two years, but it has been. Um. They announced Daisy Circuit, but then they announced the last playable character. So there were supposed to be two, but we got four. Mm-hmm. Dog or Diddy Kong, mm-hmm. Funky Kong, new funky, funky mode, mode, baby, new funky mode. Pauline, okay, expected. What Peachette? No, uh, no, that's no, the one. no Dixie Kong. So, I guess uh, uh, my biggest issue with like Smash Bros. and Mario Kart. Is when skins feel they try to pass skins as new characters or a different character, which is like it's just a skin variant. There's I think it's more of a problem in um, Mario Kart because in Smash they do have different moves for the ones that are like oh Samus and Dark Samus. They'll have different moves and styles to them. Whereas in Mario Kart we literally do have like four versions of Mario and you know four versions of Peach. But um, Peachette is actually a a Toadette variant. Yeah, it's Toda uh, getting the peach uh, mushroom turning the, into the guess, crown peach, thing, but... whatever from Super Mario um, U Deluxe. Yeah, um, like I said, I just think it's sort of a 
take Peach's model, just change the hair up, and then you got yourself yeah. a new character. No. I think better choices, obviously Dixie Kong, um, and Donkey Kong Jr. in the 8-bit style might have been awesome, because they have that Rob Mario Kart tour. Rob the Robot would have been cool for sure. Or even if they wanted to do a, a reskin, like, I always loved the... Uh, the Luigi's Mansion version of King Boo, and that version of King Boo is in Mario Kart Tour as well. And I believe Mario Kart Tour's service, like, live service portion is ending soon. So, um, a lot of changes, I guess, happening with the, oh, with the, with the franchise. But yeah, the, the Peach Head instead of Dixie Kong sure is a choice when you've got, you know, Diddy, Funky, and Pauline, who is Donkey Kong adjacent, all coming in the same Pretty market. much. Uh... I guess you know we can say whatever, but I I, I guess it's 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 fine. I guess yeah. we did we did get a lot. It's just like oh, I, I guess it's just like really it, it's just like Peach and Mario just get so many variants compared to everyone yeah. else. If like if everyone else has got multiple variants, okay, that's one thing. But it's just it's always a Peach or Mario variant. And I get it; they're the main characters. But I, I think generally people like they when they like the Mario franchise, they sort of like other characters within that like mario obviously is iconic and there's nothing wrong with it but it's just kind of more fun picking the character that's like you personally like the most yeah i always pick daisy when i play mario kart i always pick donkey kong now i can play another funky Funky kong Kong is back oh man i played so much funky kong in mario what if if they brought cranky kong instead of him riding a cart he's just moving in his little uh rocking chair like (laughs) that would oh like added as a special car that'd be funny i honestly thought they might do another guest character in this final wave like kirby or something but alas um, mm, I didn't. I didn't really like the whole guest character thing. If I, did, I think they only I did a couple. They did Splatoon. They did Link, Link and, and Animal Crossing. I didn't like that. Like, yeah, that's cool and all, but it's like at the end of the day, it's not Smash Bros. Kart. It's Smash not Bros. Nintendo yeah. Kart. It's Mario Kart. So it has to be stuff within the Mario franchise. I am surprised they never did Captain Falcon though, because they do have those F Zero tracks in the original Mario F- Kart. F Zero ninety nine. What a perfect segue, am I right, gamers? <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> F099 is just about incredible. It is just a huge mess of incredible. <laughs> you start with 98 other people on this giant road and then you race to get to the start of the track. And then once you are on the track, there is literally nothing but pure un unabashed chaos happening on the screen at any given moment it is absolutely glorious and guess what you can unlock colors for your ships and you can unlock decals how about the decals how about the decals <laughs> how about the decals oh man dude mate i am telling you this game's a blast i don't know if you can like play with your friends because it's like i don't know if there's like a a, a party up mode or anything but if you ever like i know you have switch online if you ever find some free time to try this mm. it is just glorious i don't even care that i'm not winning i am having a <laughs> ton of fun when i play this and everything goes so fast also like for an upscaled snes thing it surprisingly looks very modern um nothing but praise here for f Zero. i know people are mad because they didn't get a gx remake like was rumored but still this is pretty awesome let's 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 get us a punch out 99 oh okay before before we hop on that there is a game that came out an indie game that came out this week i forget what it's called but it's like a modern day version of punch out and it looks Mm -hmm. really sick um i'll have to look that up after but yeah how about a punch out 99 
God, what else? Paperboy 99. Paperboy 99. Um, they had Pac-Man 99. I almost said Pac-Man 99, that but they have that. Let's do um, Parappa the Rapper 99. That's a Sony <laughs> thing. That's a Sony thing. Dude, a 99-player rhythm game actually doesn't sound too bad. Guitar Hero that 99. Sounds pretty good. Oh. See now we're get now we're now we're getting into those good segues here because there was a rhythm game that got announced at this direct for the Switch that I'm super like wanting to play to the point where I'm probably gonna get this trombone champ baby this looks like the silliest most just super fun and zero stakes game I've ever seen think Guitar Hero Robert but trombone. Mm-hmm. And you can use the the IR camera on the, on the on the Joy-Con that never gets used for anything except one two switch to play this game. I wonder what an instrument can get a hero of. Okay, give so me, yeah, we've opened the floodgates. Okay, we kind of already had that. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of did. <laughs> I was actually thinking about Donkey Konga earlier today. <laughs> uh, uh, trombone. No, we already have a trombone. Give me a, a didgeridoo hero. Didgeridoo hero. Why do I feel like that's next? <laughs> a or a, um, hero. What's that? A, a theremin? The one that goes... A, ther- a theremin? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> a theremin? Oh my god. I didn't even think about... The- yes, I know what you're talking about. A theremin. That'd be Maybe you could do a harmonica fun. hero for that we alliteration. Got, we got a sousaphone <sighs> harmonica. hero. Sousaphone hero. Saxophone hero. <laughs> Violin hero. <laughs> Keyboard hero. Okay, uh, be- There's a lot of heroes to be out there. of Instruments. But this one's not, like, I thought it was called Trombone Hero, but it's mm. called Trombone Champ. But yeah, I'm super okay. interested in playing this. Um, I was looking it up. You can get, like, cards in the game. Not to do anything with mechanics. Okay, they're just collectible. They're collectible trading okay. cards full of trombone facts and history. <laughs> I was to say, like, is this a card game now? No, no, no. It's a game with cards. Um, Let's see what else we got here. Okay, so this one's a deep cut. Another code recollection. So, Trace Memory is a really deep cut, like, either late 04 or early 05 mm-hmm. DS game. And then it had a sequel for the Wii that never got, um, you know, ported to the US. Um, so, this is a, a new collection of these two things. I don't have much to say. I don't really know much about them. All I know is that when I saw this on the Direct, I'm like, how deep of a cut can you get? This game was in Nintendo Power when ds was being previewed when the ds still you know didn't look like the original ds it's when it kind of was like this silver and black machine that was like gracing the pages of nintendo power they'd show trace memory so um that'll be interesting um unicorn overlord is not a type of game i'm into but it is vanillaware um they did like dragon dragon's crown and um 13 sentinels which i believe is coming to ps plus um extra um not too much to say about this, but it, it is Atlas, so I just wanted to bring it up. But the uh, collector's edition for this comes with a whole entire card game, like on the level of something like the Binding of Isaac card game. So mm. um, that's interesting. But n- now we get to some first party heavy hitters. Um, there was like a th- aside from first party, there was a Saga game. I've never played Saga, but I, I know all the music from Theatrhythm, and I just wanted to remark that the Saga game looks very beautiful. Um, but first party stuff. Big one for me, Mario vs. Donkey Kong. It's not Mm -hmm. a new one. It's a remake of the Game Boy Advance one. And Uh I have fond memories of playing this, I believe, in a Toys R Us in Massachusetts back when it came out. (laughs) 
and saying, <laughs> can I get this game? And then getting this game and proceeding to think that this is one of the greatest games of all time. I'm telling you, Robert, this game is amazing. There are so many cool things that happen in this game, including like a whole post-game thing. Like, I saw that on the Direct that this is a remake. You you know you know how you get excited about certain remakes like uh, yeah. say Metal Gear Solid. This is like a moment for for me in particular where I'm like this is this your Metal game, Gear Solid. This game oh this is my Metal Gear Solid Delta. <laughs> <laughs> um, these, they're these adding are... co-op too, but like there's something about this game. The music <laughs> is really cool. There's like little every step is like a different sound effect or like the sound of bricks dropping onto like Mario's shoes. Really cool. Did you used to this, are these the times you used to pray for? <laughs> I used to pray for times like these. Um, but, like, remake seems to be, like, a theme here because they showed a new trailer for Super Mario oh, RPG. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I said. Also looks good, but it's it's another remake. But, like, it does look like they went the, the extra distance for Mario is, RPG. It's it's a couple months off now. It's like I said, it, is it worth asking for new stuff that can not be up to what people want? Or is it yeah. better for studios to bring back some of the classics of that people have never played and never got to play but are considered to be like the best of the best in their remakes so it it rebind, it brings all people back to try out their favorite game and new people who have never played it that can really understand why people really like it i don't know like i said it's one of the things where is it worth having new or remakes but i don't know i never turned down a really good remakes as long remake. as the effort is put into them i think a remake is is great which brings me to our next game, Luigi's Mansion 2 HD. This was a 3DS game, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. Mm-hmm. A very good game. I had it. Um, it's one of my favorite 3DS games. And to see this get a second life on the Switch is also, like, really cool. Now, the last thing they announced on Direct, and this mm-hmm. this is not the last thing we're going to talk about, because we still got one more big one to talk about after this, but the last thing they announced on the Direct was a remake of Thousand Year Door. Now, mm-hmm. This is the most beloved, critically acclaimed, highly regarded, just cherished Paper Mario game. Yes. I've I've played this game, Robert. I I don't really like Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door. Glass shattered. <laughs> door closed. Have, have um, you ever tried Thousand Year Door? No. <laughs> I've never okay. played it. Um, it's not It's not my favorite. I understand why people like it. And maybe I'll like it because I played it I played it when I was younger. Maybe I'll like it more now. But it's just I, I love Super Paper Mario, but I don't like this one. It's the classic saying that I have where it's just like, I don't like a certain thing, but that does not mean that you can't also enjoy it. There's a lot yeah. of things that people love and they swear by it. And I just don't like it i've tr- like i'm not i'm not you know i'm willing to try to you know play or see i will try most really games enjoy but it's just like one of the things where hey i may not like it but it's i always say it's like i don't like it but it's cool that you like it so just you just like it no matter what because there's yeah. stuff that i like that i know people don't like there's just something about the minute to minute and thousand year door that when i played the gamecube version back on the wii um Mm -hmm. i just didn't gel with it um and it's very similar to mario and luigi games which i love it's just ain't no bowser's story it it ain't no super paper mario (laughs) and yes it definitely is not anywhere near for for me personally is bowser's inside story which is such a great game um it's a shame that the mario luigi game that came after that kind of started the the downfall the dream but the thing is like a 40 hour can we 
Can we also discuss that they didn't re-release those 3DS games on the Switch as well, even though I think the Switch was, like, out by that time? Yeah, that was that weird period where we were still getting a ton of 3DS they games They should have just the released it well. for the Switch and not for the yeah. 3DS. The last thing we'll talk about is they finally showed Princess Peach Showtime in action. So this is I a thought game you were that's Prince like... Of Persia. <laughs> Prince of Persia. Showtime! Prince Saints of Time remake. Um, but the Princess uh, Peach game... Um, yeah. It's kind of like a stage play... I don't really understand how the moment-to-moment mechanics of it all work, but mm. it is kind of cool to see all of the transformations, like the Detective Peach, the Sword Fighter Peach, Patissier Peach, and the um, Kung Fu Peach, and whatever transformations they didn't show. This looks interesting. There hasn't been a Peach-focused game since Super Princess Peach for the yeah. DS. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm going to get this for the, um, you know, I'd like to try all the first-party games out, but I'm more curious as to what this is going to be. They announced it for a March release date, and so this is, like, awfully early for, like, what Nintendo tends to announce games for, like, six months ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, um, the Princess Peach game looks like a video game that's coming out for the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> um, overall, as far as the stuff we've talked about, I'd say this was a pretty solid Direct. No Metroid does hurt it a lot for me, just because I'm kind of tired of waiting for it. Um, but there's a lot of stuff here that I'm going to try... Um, even some of the third-party stuff, like Trombone Champ and Contra, Prince of Persia, obviously. Um, but this, we, we could call this the direct of remakes and, like, one or two brand new things. And that's the actual title. Remakes and, like, one or two brand new things. That's the title yeah. of it. <laughs> so, like, hopefully they'll all be good remakes. Now, we do have a state of play that with not as much stuff. But before we get to that... Let's do this. What does a faucet do when you turn the water off and there's still some water coming out, Robert? Leaks. Well, <laughs> it's not quite a leak. <laughs> this can't be Pokemon leaks. <laughs> I mean, it could be we leak, I guess. But we don't tr- I don't trust leaks and rumors. We can call this one some drip. Pokemon drip, X and Y. We're looking at the second gym leader. He's a rock-type gym leader, and his name mm-hmm. is Grant. Mm-hmm. Grant... Looks like he's ready to climb some rocks with, like, a long sleeve black shirt, some gray shorts, and black shoes. But he's got those, like, gems and rocks in his hair that makes his Mm -hmm. hair look like rocks. Um, Is a rock climbing suit some drip? I'm going to say this. Besides the shoes, I think this is drip. I'm digging it. No pun intended. It's (laughs) definitely, like... Kind of cool. Like, he's super chill. It's like there's, it's no, uh, what's the word? No frills. I like it. I, I, I think, I, I, I think I, I dig this. I'm, I'm digging this, these first two, honestly. I'm really, di- like, I really do dig this fit. Like, I like, I like the nice, They're a little, sleek... like, they're a little more reserved than some of the more bombastic ones. They're, like, more clothes that, like, you would see people wearing. I like I like the nice sleek black shirt. It really like it, I don't know. I, just, I really like it with the gray pants that look kind of a bit baggy in the bottom. Like so, I'm sort yeah. of like boot cut. So besides the shoes, I think the shoes are meant for more function than than fashion. But yeah, there are I guess fashionable rock climbing shoes. I would assume so. But more or less, I, I think I really do like this outfit. Actually, I'm kind of digging it. I, I was gonna draw your attention to his necklace. Now I know what it's supposed to be, but. It looks like one of those like keychains, those like metal keychains. Wait, what is it? Is that not it? What is it supposed to be? It's something for like like hooking on to something. I think. Oh, okay. Like but one I, of those hook things. Mean. But yeah, you know what I mean by the metal keychain. Yeah, I definitely um, know what you mean by that. But okay, I didn't. I was like, how is do you it not feel that? about the hair? 
I like it. I don't you know like how it? I feel about the the gemstones. I feel like if they were sort of pattern i feel like if i don't know i feel um, i don't know if i like the gemstones in the hair because that's kind of weird having gemstones in like your hair i guess it not goes with the whole rock theme <laughs> i guess not it's not that weird his i think his hair was meant to look like a mountain but i dig yeah. it I, for, like I, I, for some reason i just like this outfit like i yeah and you'd be like it's very chaotic but like i don't know i just like it for me it's the these first two they're like i i see them as like fine but they're not to the my perception of certain characters, like when we return to Elisa for Black and White Two, is like that is the ultimate level of drip. Um, but I'm gonna go ahead and give him the same score I gave to um, our, our character last week. Um, I forget her name now, um, but um, I'll, I'll give him a three point five Badoofs out of five. Uh, I give him a four. I think I think I think the whole color and the outfit, and I think I don't. Know, I just dig it. I give it a four. I'm all feeling right, a strong right. four for it. All right, now, state of play. Um, mm-hmm. Baby Steps is a Bennett Foddy game. Um, I I know we've seen this before, oh, but it's really yes. easy to tell what when, when, when it's a Bennett Foddy game just by like the character is constantly falling. Um, I think that's a trademark of him now. Yeah. Um, I see this as obviously its own type of idea of game, but it's I genre. can I can also it looks like a strand type game, not like <laughs> legitimately it kind of does. Okay, so Death for- Stranding is not that brutal to where you know no, you'll lose but, all your progress if you try, but, but you might break something in your packages. <laughs> but I can honestly see this as kind of like. Why can't we have characters kind of do walk around on anything they want instead of having yeah. like invisible walls? This sure. character is actually able to walk on trees and to like. What if this furthers the development of just like better physics of walking over things and just yeah. climbing in general in gaming? It's like in some games, there's an invisible like slant on stairs. So if mm-hmm. you tilt the camera down, it does just look like your character is sliding up. I remember this was a huge problem with Pokemon Sword and Shield. Um, like, it looked like your character was just running on a treadmill mm. and the world under them was moving. <laughs> oh, I played the Pokemon DLC. It's good. But the performance, when we get to this, just, just popped is it into good? my head. The Real performance, the, the, the DLC is good. The performance, I think, got worse. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, like, is it good? Real good? Yeah. Is it the best? It, it's, it's pretty good. Um. Anyway, Ghostbusters VR... Honestly, this looked pretty fun. Oh yeah, Ghostbusters. I've never VR, even yeah. tried VR, but the Ghostbusters game uh, did look fun. I, I want to get a VR set, but not for it's I, too much money. Maybe for the holiday season if they have some type of really good bundle for it, I might want to pick it up or something. Yeah. Um. So Resident Evil Four VR mode also looked really yes. good. Um. And then um, they showed separate ways, which is a DLC for the original four that's coming back, and hmm. they're adding Ada Wong and Wesker to the mercenaries. Is this enough to bring me back? I think it might no. be like ten bucks. No. I'll, I'll come back for for that. <laughs> I don't know. I think you you just are so heavy on on the six being the best one. I don't think anything can. Oh, up I, like for standard. I was talking about for the four remake in general. No, yeah, the separate ways. Like, um, but yeah, the mercenaries on like six is like, better than the mercenaries in four. No, I was saying you like the six mercenary more than anything else. I don't yeah. think there'll be anything in any other mercenary game that will, that would physically no, no, no. make you be like, I gotta just play this. It it did only take me like an hour or two to like dominate the resident evil four mercenaries too so there's like nothing to strive for no costumes to unlock basically so um Mm -hmm. they showed the avatar game actually a really good showing i'm probably gonna get this game you know me i i like avatar Uh um i'm hoping 
I, it's Ubisoft, so I'm hoping it doesn't. I'm Ubisoft hoping it feels a, a weird. Li- yeah, <laughs> it's weird because fifty fifty. It's either gonna be really good or it's gonna be nothing. Yeah. If like, I'm doing the same five things a hundred times in this game, I'm gonna be a little upset because as somebody who enjoys Avatar, I think the world is so much richer than doing the same five tasks hundreds mm-hmm. of times. Um, Ghost Runner two. I couldn't help but go back to our our thinking on Ghost Runner during the trailer for this because I'm like, man, this looks so cool. But what if it actually played like Shadow Warrior three instead yes. of this like oh. one try? I don't yeah. super hard as nails. It's it's kind of depressing because this looks awesome. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind the difficulty. I don't like the controls. The controls yeah, just yeah. throw me off so much, and it's just like. Ugh. Shadow War 3 was just such a smooth experience. Like, not only yeah. control-wise, but just the game flow just was very smooth and just such, like, it, yeah. it, it did offer challenges, but not to the point where it's, like, grinding my teeth or getting frustrated. But it's still, it, it like, it's so weird that you get those just really just, everything just, like, clicks in place. I don't know. I just, I really liked it. And, you know, you and me are probably, like, the two people who like Shadow War- Warrior 3 the most. I, I just feel like you and me like Shadow Warrior 3 more than the average person who enjoys that game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, having more games like that would be cool. Um, Ghost Runner 2 continues to look cool. It also continues to look like something I will watch somebody play on YouTube or, like, a mm-hmm. GDQ or something. Um, then they had an announcement that wasn't software. It was hardware adjacent. Mm-hmm. The Deep Earth adjacent. Collection. Uh, Volcanic um, Red. Uh, cobalt blue and sterling silver dual senses and faceplates. These look really cool. Uh, I th- want to see how far they're going to do this because if they do release a pro version or a slim version of the PS5, I want to know how having so oh, much of these like faceplates, yeah. like it, because you know, there's going to be people who are going to upgrade to those. And just yeah. like, imagine if they do change the mold of the PS5s later down the line. It's just mm-hmm. like, I wonder how it's going to go well with like having just so many backs, like just catalog full of like. Just Unless stock. they design it to fit all the faceplates. That's what I mean. It's then either what that, are they going to change? It's like, that begs the question what are they going to change? Or more likely, I think they're just going to make very few of these faceplates. Yeah. I think that's what's going to be. No. Uh, would I, I like the silver one, one though. Nah. I like the silver one for controller, eh. but I don't. I haven't changed my faceplates. If they came out with a light green one, though, day one. I think what color would make? What's a very? You know what I want? I want a translucent PS5. I really do. I want it like back during the PS2 era with the controllers, like the translucent crystal blue and like purple, like the. 64 oh yeah, game. like they did I with the PS4 the trans- controllers. <sighs> I love it's a the too bad you couldn't era. see the inner workings of the console though, because the console covers itself are, are black, so you couldn't actually see through the into the wiring. And Unless they make it the obviously console. translucent as well. Ooh, <laughs> replace the <laughs> replace the faceplates? No, replace the whole PlayStation. The, re- replace the whole thing. I want it translucent. I, I mean, I really, I would really. I guess give me the controller at least. I oh, know. Yeah. I don't know. I just um, like the translucent stuff. They showed Helldivers two uh, a preview of the level. Um, games like this, here's the thing with games like this. I like them, and I like how they play. The problem is, I like some, I like a good co-op session, mm-hmm. but I like it better when the game is single-player first with co-op as an addition. Like Borderlands. Mm-hmm. You can do this story in an excellent way, and then you could do it again in co-op, but co-op isn't the main focus. It seems like with Helldivers 2, it's going to be co-op focused first, and that puts me off of it a little. But what they showed was pretty cool looking. 
Um, I think the original trailer they showed for this, where it looked kind of like Death Stranding, but also Bugs, um, was a little cooler. But, you mm-hmm. know, you'll hear no complaints from me. They showed a, a look at Spider-Man gameplay with fast travel explained and the, the city expansion explained and some suits continues to look amazing. It didn't show much, but what it did obviously show was just how, you know, you can change between Spider-Man and Miles pretty quick. Yeah. Or the, I mean, Spider-Man. They're both Spider-Man. You could change between Peter and Miles pretty quick. And that, yeah. I believe, were they trying to really say that you can wear pretty much any costume you want? So, so there's like, 65 suits, and I think there's four different color variations for each of the suit, from what I get. Mm-hmm. That's really and, cool. And pretty much, I'm what I'm getting. What, what I'm saying is that I'm that in any of them can rock any suit, right? They don't. They're not just strictly like. I think there are suits for characters. Peter and suits for Miles because in the digital deluxe they say these five suits are for Peter, these five suits are for Miles. So they're not going okay. to be able to like. I don't think you could have the um the tokusatsu suit for Peter mm-hmm. because I think that's a Miles suit. Um, so obviously next month there'll be uh, a talk about Spider-Man two month. Um, it's, it's close enough to where I'm like, I might start see, going dark on whatever trailers see, they, they show. There's two Spider-Mans, right? How yeah. come we don't have two green Badoos? <laughs> two green Badoos, two Blastoise. <laughs> and, two a <laughs> and a partridge in a tree. And a partridge in a tree. Um... Okay, so Foam Stars is getting an open beta. I think we need to try this open beta. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Because everybody that came out of playing this game at Gamescom or, for, or whatever it was said that this was amazing. Um, so <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking like this might be cool. And it's also called Bath Vegas. Because it's Foam. Mm-hmm. Bath Vegas, baby. <laughs> Alright. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Now... This is a... Uh, here's here's what I gotta say about mm-hmm. this. I like the box art for this game. I like the fact that if you pre-order this game digitally for $70, you get the first one for free. Um, instead of, you know, it being the price of a double pack. And speaking of this game, I like what the trailer showed. I like how mm-hmm. it just seems so expansive and beautiful. And I'm I'm in that mode where I am trusting Square Enix, at least with Final Fantasy, because 16 was so good. With that being said, I'm still not probably <laughs> as hyped for this game as most people so are, because is, I didn't really get along that is well the trailer, with it. it was fun. Is the trailer trying to show, like, the origin of Sethiroth, or that, like, Sethiroth is not, like... I don't, I'm, I'm really confused on this. Okay, so, without spoiling Remake... This really isn't a remake. This is something else. Yeah, entirely. like I kind of, fi- so I, kinda I honestly that out. have no clue what is my trying, what is my happening. my point is you can play yourself. Yeah, that's what my point is from from my from for for someone because obviously they made one of my favorite things. I agree with Tom McFarlane. It's gonna be a funny thing to say, but I agree with him when I say I don't understand why people have to make the bad guy into like either an antihero or good. Because what makes a good story and what makes a good hero is when there's a really good villain. And I kind of don't thing, agree. Though. I don't think they're going to try okay. and make Sephiroth into an That's anti-hero. what I'm saying. I, I Sephiroth hope, is pure I evil. hope they please. There's, like, don't try to make this where, like, yeah. he has a sad backstory and he ha- and that's why, like... 
I think when you try to, well, like, he he's a tragic figure, sure, but like but he's always been a that's what, top like, level villain. Th- there's a lot of like there's a, that's what I mean. Like, don't, like imagine if like they sympathize with like Doctor Doom or Thanos and stuff like that. It's just like there's something just there's just something so great about a really good villain because when you're here a classic when you when you're he, when your protagonist or hero protagonist can triumph over the things that the villain can manifest it's just the best like a really good villain can make a really good story so i hope they don't try to yeah. make it like any type of like certain thing it's just like no keep like i don't like when they take certain like it's like if they took the joker and try to make him a good guy it's just like no like yeah no like he's a villain if- through and through if I were to venture a guess, it's got to be some whispers-like shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Um, so the whispers were like, oh, we're preventing fate from being changed or whatever in Remake. Um, I'm sure the context for playing as Sephiroth yeah. will will be something that like is just shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that's what you could call this whole saga of the, 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 the continuation of Final Fantasy VII shenanigans because that's literally what happens left and right in the, in, in, at least in Remake. In this one it just looks... I mean like there are characters that are dead in Final Fantasy VII yeah. um, like beforehand that are alive in the trailer like Zack Ferry. Zack Ferry is not alive in Final Fantasy VII at this point um, but here you are playing as him in the trailer Um it, it, it'll be an interesting game to see unfold. Yeah. I think the discourse of this one will be something to behold um, when it comes out next February. We'll, we'll see how this But I, I just don't like the whole villains having to be changed or like... Yeah. Don't the villain doesn't need an origin story? Sometimes a villain's. Just I think a good it, villain. I think if you turned Sephiroth into something that wasn't a villain, you would lose the point of Sephiroth, yeah. and that's not 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 even as a fan of Final Fantasy VII. I'm like. Everybody knows that Sephiroth is just a major villain. So, like, anything but him being a major villain yeah. would probably be disappointing to many, many people. But Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, I'll play it. Yes, I'll play it. But am I as hyped as everybody else is? No. I'm more hyped for Spider-Man. <laughs> anyway, um, the state of play, I thought, was fine as well. Um a thing I always say about State of Play is to not have too high of expectations because I don't know. Sony does their own the, showcase the, for first party stuff. The State of Plays have been pretty, pretty good. That the America Solid one was really oh. great. The the That was the showcase. Oh, though. that was a showcase. Wasn't it? Was it a show? Yeah, oh, it was a showcase. showcase. Never mind. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. Um but there have been state of plays that have been like Capcom focused with like Resident Evil Street Fighter, you know, um that one dinosaur game that I'm forgetting. Exoprimal stuff like that. Um, but yeah, this was all right. Um, it's funny that they both happened on the same day. I don't think that's ever happened before. It might've, but you know, not anything that I can remember. Um, overall, I'd say it was a decent showing. Um, but Robert for right now, would you say we've done an episode? I just got, I got one more thing to say. Okay. Go for it. Microtransaction milkshake. Just hear me out. Just hear me out. (laughs) Microtransaction? Are you writing these down? No, I'm not. Are you writing these? I are just coming. I'm just thinking these randomly. The all microtransaction the- <laughs> milkshake definitely is time to end the episode. <laughs> I think this. Should- it's good because it's good because we'll have to hold off on talking about Unbound because oh <laughs> lord. All right. all right, Robert. Anyway, we want to thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, please follow us on Exit Markers on the Map and listen to us on Apple Podcasts where you can leave a five-star rating and review, download and subscribe an episode, or you can listen on Google Podcasts or Spotify if you like those places better. Um, next week, 
I'm thinking we might be able to do Mario Kart next week. We'll see. Mm -hmm. Um, But for right now, we do end each episode with a world-famous video game quote. And this one is, you know, Ellie, we really are the fighting force. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Later.